bet the game. Sounds crazy, Frank. Maybe just crazy enough to work. Where we talk sports betting with an Oregon lead. Touchdown Seattle! Powered by Sports Radio 750 The Game, Portland's most listened to sports station. You probably won't say it again. I bet I do. Okay. Chris. Now, here are your hosts, Judah Newby and Zach Schlegel. All right, welcome back to the show. After a couple of weeks' hiatus, we are back and better than ever. Because the NFL draft is just five days away. Alongside Zach Schlegel, I'm Judah Newby on Bet the Game. Zach, what's up, man? Man, I'm fired up. We yeah. got NFL talk coming up here right on the game. We got the NFL draft just days away. I'm excited to see what the 49ers do. We know we made that big move up to number three, mm. and it's got to be a quarterback, yeah, right? Yeah, no way but... you can mess it up now. <laughs> no way we no can mess this one up. No way this goes wrong for the 49ers. And the 49ers, man, they usually get the quarterback position right. Yeah. You know, you're looking back, you got Joe Montana, yeah. you got Steve Young. And you it's had the, the same guys <laughs> running things as they were 20 years ago. Exactly. You got the Garcia days, the Kaepernick days. <laughs> Even going back to the Ken Dorsey days. No, I'm just nah, kidding. Nah, nah. But, nah, hey, kidding. shout out Alex Smith. Shout out Alex Smith. Nice little career in San Francisco, oh, and he retired this week. Beautiful career. Even though we should have mm. got Aaron Rodgers in that draft, it's okay. He did some good things well, for us. Hey, man. Yeah, I mean, mm. Rodgers slipped to 24. There's yeah. a few uh, There's a few teams saying that as well. Exactly. But isn't that amazing? I always remember Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers kind of look similar. Like, yeah. they, they have similar uh, just the way they look on, on the TV and, screen is very. And it was, it was Urban Meyer. Correct me if I'm wrong with Utah. That's right. At that time, wow, yeah. Utah was quite the program. Yeah, Utah was, and, and honestly, there was a quarterback at Utah with Urban Meyer by the name of Brett Elliott, who got hurt at Utah. Ooh. That paved the way for Alex Smith to take the number one job. Mm. Brett Elliott eventually rehabbed from injury. Yep. Transferred to. The Linfield College. Linfield. In McMinnville, Oregon. Shout out. My hometown. What's you, up? You Mac Town. What? And led them to the national championship in 2005. You know what, Judah? That's <laughs> you know that's a really interesting story. I feel like that would make for a podcast on its own. Yeah. Just the story, the legend of Elliot. Well, yeah, <laughs> the legend of Elliot. I uh, I was a kid back then, and, um, you know, the running back on that team was a little five foot five guy named Mordecai Kotler. Ooh, okay. Mor- Morty, who ended up being my assistant coach, my my freshman year of baseball at yeah. Mac High. So shout out Coach Morty if you're listening out there. Uh, man, uh, a little love for Mac Town, never a bad thing every once in a while. You're Novato's own up there in uh, NorCal, Jared Goff's hometown. I know Jared you're proud of that. Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff off to Detroit, man. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see uh, how Detroit does this season with a new head coach, a mm. new quarterback. What will they do in the draft? Because to me, it feels like the Lions, you know, they might be looking for a wide receiver, but they might also go offensive line. You never know. Panay Sewell might end up with hmm. the Lions. Interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they have got a whole new coaching staff, mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, new assistants there yep. under Dan Campbell. What really is Dan Campbell's yeah. role there on either side of the ball? Panay Sewell, you mentioned, is a huge piece to this locally for us. Last year was all about Justin Herbert, who... It was a year ago yesterday, April 23rd, that he was selected six overall to the Chargers. And it's one of those things, Zach. I mean, this is how the NFL draft goes. I mean, Herbert comes into that draft as pretty clearly behind uh, Joe Burrow for sure and Tua Tungovaloa. I think everybody was like, yeah, Tua's the guy. We're worried about Herbert this, that, you know, hasn't taken a snap under center. 
the accuracy concerns a little bit, completion percentage concerns, huge arm, but what else? And lo and behold, one year in, everybody would be taking Justin Herbert over to a Tungvaloa at this point. It just goes to show you how things can change once you actually get into the league. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I would just love to see Panay Sewell once again blocking for Justin Herbert with the Chargers. Yeah. If he does fall to that spot, although I, I, I have to believe that Panay Sewell will be in the top 10 in this draft, likely even in the top five. You know, we had Tyler Dragon, uh, who covers the Cincinnati Bengals on the Bald Face Truth with John Canzano earlier in the week. And, you know, he was saying that the Cincinnati Bengals are really zeroing in on wide receiver Jamar Chase out of LSU. Um, But I think they'd be crazy if they didn't pick Panay Sewell. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not sure. I I don't totally agree with that. I think uh, Jamar Chase is definitely a logical option for them there, even though I love Panay Sewell for yep. sure. I And this was Tyler Dragon's comments the other day on the BFT. He covers the Bengals. Well, you know, they are targeting um, Panay Sewell. They do like him. Uh, they're probably the top offensive lineman on their draft board, and they're very interested. I, I, I'll say that word instead of targeting. But I am hearing, uh, according to sources, that the Bengals are really targeting LSU wide receiver Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow's former teammate. Yes, and of course they set records at LSU in that offense. It's a little bit of a different offense, but the head coach in Cincinnati, Zach Taylor, very familiar with the Sean McVay scheme. It's going to... Joe Burrow last year, very good in the shallow game, the intermediate game, not so good in the deep game. Mm-hmm. Getting a guy like Jamar Chase with the built-in chemistry they already have would be able to really uh, light defenses up, I yeah. think, when you're already pairing him with Tyler Boyd and uh, and T. Higgins as well as Joe Mixon. Yep. I, I see the attraction element, and it, honestly, I'd be shocked at this point if they did pick Panay Sewell feels like Jamar Chase is their guy. Yeah, you know, and they're looking for that guy to take the top off the defense, right? They're looking for the guy that's going to replace A.J. Green. They're looking for that third wide receiver well, in just, that offense. John Ross was a number nine pick. Did mm-hmm. not work out. No, yeah. You know, he lit, He had a record-setting 40. What mm-hmm. didn't end up being that guy? Jamar Chase is much better prospect than John Ross could ever hope to be. Oh, absolutely. And was John Ross in that draft with Patrick Mahomes? I, I believe so. I believe he was picked before Patrick Mahomes, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with Cincinnati, the thing is, Tyler Dragon hit on it. You know, they are zeroing in on Jamar Chase, and there's nothing wrong with Jamar Chase. Let me tell you, he is probably the best wide receiver in this draft. He's so physically gifted. He didn't. We didn't get to see him play last season because he sat out the entire season, so a lot of people might have forgotten gotten just how good this guy is but Tyler Dragon also talked about how awful that offensive line was Mm. Joe Burrow was sacked 32 times before he got injured and you know the question is man like when are you going to get protection for your franchise guy because they really believe that Joe Burrow is the franchise quarterback going forward they want Joe Burrow in Cincinnati for many many years to come and and I just I'm a guy that believes you got to go out and protect that guy. I think that Cincinnati does need to address wide receiver at some point. But the thing is, there's a lot of wide receivers to me available in this draft. I feel like the pass catching crew for Cincinnati is already good. The, the getting Chase would make it elite. Yeah. Whereas the offensive line there, it's bad. Getting Sewell, 
could mm-hmm. potentially make it not only good right now, but then great for the future. Right. It's, you know, which of those things do you want to balance? And for Zach Taylor, how much time does he have? And, and it could also possibly attract other offensive linemen, veterans in the league who want to go and, you know, play in front of a guy like Joe Burrow and with a guy like Panay Sewell who really knows what he's doing. They did get Riley Reif, who's a veteran at left tackle, but he's on a one-year deal. Jonah Williams at right tackle is a, another young guy, but he's been injury prone. You know, they need to see if he can uh, have some longevity there at right tackle. Even if you have Sewell, I think you could still play him at guard and then kick him out to tackle uh, as his career develops. Right. That being said, if he does not go to Cincinnati at number five, Zach, there is a conversation to be had. It, it, you mentioned Detroit at seven, right. Carolina at eight, Denver at nine, Dallas at 10. Is Sewell going to be a top 10 pick? I think we're going to keep our eye on that. There's no guarantee at this point that he will be, even though we both feel he should be. Yeah, and if he is passed at number five, you know, he he could go six, he could go seven, he could go eight. You know, Miami, Detroit, Carolina. But there's also uh, the possibility that a team really looking for an offensive lineman moves up in the draft and Mm -hmm. one of those teams trades out of their spot Interestingly, the team ahead of Cincinnati, the Falcons, is one of those teams that a lot of people believe might be looking to trade out of their position. Yeah. If, in fact, you know, the first three picks, like we expect, are going to go quarterback, 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 maybe the Falcons are deciding, hey, you know, we are going with Matt Ryan. We are going to kind of lean on him, you know, for the next however many years. But right. it seems like they are sticking with Matt Ryan right now. So, The question to me, I think it's going to be very, very interesting after we see those first three picks. At number four with the Falcons, that's going to be really where the NFL draft this year gets interesting. Will the Falcons trade out of that spot or will they go with, you know, maybe the number four quarterback on the board? Well, Matt Ryan, as you mentioned, I mean, 36 years old, but still three years remaining on his deal. uh, (laughs) On his uh, his current deal with, (laughs) with Atlanta. And if he is out of Atlanta... Before 2022, it'd be 40 million Ooh. dead cap. Ooh, that's mm. bad. You could probably bad. want to be trading this guy, if at all possible, if you do pick a quarterback there. Yeah. This is this is fascinating for Atlanta, for sure, at number four, and uh, the domino effect from there. You mean Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, yep. You know, yep. in that argument, too. The fun part for us, Zach, is coming up. We over the next two segments, mm-hmm. yourself and myself, we're going to combine forces here and do our own mock draft of the top fifteen picks yep. in the first round. Uh, we'll just go back and forth and we'll debate and discuss each pick along the way. And then the final segment, we'll go on hop on the Oregon Lottery scoreboard. They've got some cool futures at play for uh, the NFL draft as well. So Absolutely, that's coming up next. It's the time of year where we talk prospects in NFL draft. You're listening to Bet the Game Sports Betting with an Oregon Lean. Zach Schlegel, Judah Newby, Moorhead on 750 The Game. Back to Bet the Game with Judah and Zach on 750 The Game. All right, welcome back to the program. Mock draft season. I know you all have probably... Read a ton of mock drafts. Zach, what, what are some of your uh, mock draft guys that you like to go to? Oh, my man, Brentley Wiseman of the Draft Network. Okay. That's right. my guy. You know, I worked with him at uh, Oregon football back in the day. Uh, you oh. know, Chip Kelly, Mark Helfrich era. Nice. Great, great guy. Go check him out at 
thedraftnetwork.com. Our friends at the Draft Network do some great stuff over there. Yeah, they really do. I know uh, Benjamin Solak uh, running things over there. He's a young guy, but just yeah. killing it, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, they do uh, such a good job. So one of the things they do provide is an opportunity to do your own mock draft on thedraftnetwork.com. Awesome. So uh, please and thank you for that. Let's go ahead and, and do that ourselves. But before we do, uh, let's vamp a little bit because I'm going to find some uh, nice instrumental music to go underneath this, some let's some classical go. Vivaldi or something to really Perfect. put our minds in the right place, Zach. But <laughs> when we do this mock draft, it's going to be projecting picks of the teams that we think uh, will take players in, the, in their respective places. So you, when right. you go to a mock draft, you could say, hey, this is what I would do in this spot. For our purposes, this is what we think the team's will do right. in their spot. Right. And we can say, hey, we think they might trade down if the if the draft pans out yeah. a certain way too. But over the yeah. next two segments, we'll go picks 1 through 15, rotating snake style mm-hmm. uh, 1 through uh 1 through 15 and, and we'll we'll start it with you because I do want you to have the third <laughs> pick. That's where your San Francisco 49ers are selecting as well, but it's always a fun little exercise. Absolutely. And, you know, we can speculate, and that's the fun of doing these mock drafts. We can speculate a little bit. We can say, hey, you know, because we're we're betting here with our minds, not our hearts. You know, this isn't who we want. This is who we genuinely think these teams are going to draft Mm. in this draft. But we can also have a little fun with it and say, well, you know, if they were to trade out of this spot, this is kind of what I would see. Right. Now, the first overall pick in this draft, it seems like this thing has been locked up for maybe two years now. Um, Trevor Lawrence yeah. has, has looked like he's going to be the first overall pick in the draft right? Uh, literally since two seasons ago. And, you know, I, I can't go anywhere else with the first overall pick here. It's got to be Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick okay. to the Jacksonville Jaguars with Urban Meyer. Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars is probably the worst kept secret. It's probably not even a, a secret at all. As you mentioned, we've uh, been listening to this guy, and he's uh, we've we've covered him for a long time. Ever yep. since he won a national title as a freshman, and before that as a high schooler, when he was balling out at Elite Eleven right here in, in Beaverton. <laughs> By the way, I believe his odds. A lot of the books they just feel like they gotta just have that as an option, yeah. um, you know, to to bet on because it's you know who doesn't want to bet on the first overall pick in the draft, even though it's a gimme. This is like minus ten thousand. I think someone was saying, books were saying, like, yeah, we're willing to take a million dollars to pay out 10000 That's fine. Wow. All right. <laughs> there's a there's that slight of a chance that it could be somebody other than Trevor Lawrence. But we're going to take Trevor Lawrence, number one, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That brings us to number two, the New York Jets. Traded Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. Before that, hired a new head coach, yep. Robert Sala. They have a new offensive coordinator uh, coming to them. In uh, Mike LaFleur, Matt's, yep. Matt's little brother, but running a similar LaFleur slash Shanahan scheme. Getting get the quarterback outside on the boot. Yep. They've got a couple of guys on offense, but really, you know, th- there's not a whole ton to work with. They got Makai Becton, their first-round pick at left tackle. Big pick. Good they, pick. They, yeah, and he looked great last year yep. out of Louisville. George Fant, who was a backup tackle with the Seahawks, for much of his career, got like $10 million a year mm. from the Jets last year. He's at right tackle. It's probably their best stuff. Defensively, they actually have a couple of dudes even after the trade of Jamal Adams, but they still have got needs there. And uh, ultimately, though, there's no other place to go with the number two overall pick than a quarterback. And that quarterback, according to literally everybody, is going to be BYU's Zach Wilson. And that's who we're going to take number two overall Let's to go. the New York Jets. 
Zach Wilson. This guy, I mean, he is athletic. He's one of those guys they're talking about. He has all the arm angles, right? He's like, like a Patrick Mahomes type of style. He can flick it. Yeah. It can go very, very far. He can use his legs. You know, a guy out of BYU. Uh, still, there's a lot of people who think he's one of those guys that although his ceiling is very, very high, his floor might be the lowest. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, you just, I don't know, with those types of guys um, coming from BYU, you think about the competition and all that. They played some good teams. Actually, BYU now is playing a lot of Pac-12 games coming up pretty right. soon. So yeah, um, we'll that's see. what Kalani Sataki's trying yeah. to uh, schedule some big boys over there every year. Yeah, they did play USC. Yeah. Right? Um, but that's that's definitely the pick that I'd be going with at number two for the Jets. Now, number three. Huh. This is it, man. This is I the mean, pick. the entire draft really swings with this third overall pick, and it's by your San Francisco 49ers after they traded all the way up mm-hmm. to get all to, uh, to, get to <laughs> number three. Yeah, Fat Joe style, getting Miami's pick right here. And then as soon as they made that trade, everybody knew they had a quarterback in mind to do it. Yep. Amazingly, since then, whether it's been Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and then somehow, as of late, Trey Lance is in the conversation as well. It's going to be one of those three guys, Zach Schlegel. Who are you taking for the 49ers at number three? It's pretty much been whoever had their uh, pro day last is who the 49ers are picking. So right now, everyone's all on Trey Lance. A lot of talk we know about Mac Jones. And I've warmed up a little bit to Mac Jones, you know, uh, looking at his tape. The guy, accuracy, they talk about his accuracy. It's good. Yeah, he might be one of those guys who might be the most pro-ready to just step in. Kind of looks like a Jimmy Garoppolo type. You know, not too mobile. Um, But it's not very sexy to me, Judah. And I honestly believe that the 49ers are going to be going with Justin Fields at number three right here. Uh, You know, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, they were at both his pro days. They were very impressed. I think, man, there's so much talk leading up to the draft, and I think this whole Mac Jones thing uh, just was a lot of smoke, man. Not a lot of fire to it. I think Justin Fields, at the end of the day, is the guy that the 49ers are looking for. And when the 49ers put out their schedule and their extra game happened to be at Cincinnati, they uh, they used a little uh, wording that was interesting in that tweet. They said, we're going back to the Buckeye State. Yeah. So, you know, because the that. social media team knows the social media picking. team. They, yeah, they absolutely do know. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I always tell my social team. You got first. to. You got to. Um, little play on words right there. But, yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be Justin Fields here at number three. I honestly I wouldn't mind if it was Trey Lance. At the end of the day, I've talked about this before. When your organization has great leaders at the top, great coaching, great GM, great president, all that good stuff, I trust the decision-making of the 49ers organization, and I believe that whoever they pick is going to be the right decision, but it's going to be Justin Fields. All right. Well, there you go. Justin Fields at number three. For what it's worth, as you know, as we do this show, it really feels like Fields is number three in the hierarchy of, it does, right? of Jones, Lance, and, and Fields. Yeah. But, again, I don't think that it's uh, the wrong selection to take Fields here. I mean, I obviously I don't know why Fields is necessarily beneath Zach Wilson. Like, we've been talking about Justin Fields for like three years. Mm-hmm. He's performed at Ohio State. Looks good. Do we have to make it any more complicated than that? I mean, we've talked about Zach Wilson one year during COVID season where competition was, you know, fine. You know what's interesting? You know how they brought up recently um, about his seizures? Yeah. Um, and was it epilepsy? Is epilepsy. Is? Yeah, epilepsy. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is 
Man, that's, I mean, it's sad to hear that I had no idea. Although I'm hearing that it is something that gets better over time and that he personally has gotten better over time with him. Um, it's not something you want to hear, obviously, as a guy who you're going to draft and hopefully be your franchise quarterback. But at the same time, I wonder, I wonder why this is surfacing now. Right. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't. Well, I think it's information that's still being um, obtained through normal medical yeah. review process. It's not like a Larry Tunsil situation where someone's blackmailing him yeah. an hour before the draft. Oh, man. It's, uh, you know, teams have the right to ask mm-hmm. for all the medical information on a player. Yeah. And, and I believe it's part of that process. But to your point, you know, you do wonder this the timing this this yeah. soon before the draft why something like that is coming out yeah end of the day i don't think it scares the 49ers from taking their guy i, yeah. I do think it's justin fields all right justin fields it is that means pick number four fascinating mm. swing selection here with the atlanta falcons will they take a quarterback of the future it won't be mac jones i know that no. <laughs> even if uh, mac jones is on the board but would it be trey lance here for the atlanta falcons I think a lot of people think that it, it could be absolutely with yep. arthur smith and his first uh, year on the scheme doing something in the Ryan Tannehill vein with Trey Lance. I'm going to go and take Kyle Pitts from Florida. I think he goes number four to the Atlanta Falcons. He's probably the best uh, skill position player in this draft, and it might not be close, but between him and Jamar Chase, you know, there might be a conversation there. But I think Kyle Pitts, with what he can do, he's listed as a tight end, but let's be honest. I mean, the dude can catch passes like an X. (laughs) He could be a receiver alongside Julio and Ridley. And uh, in that first year with, with Arthur Smith, I think he contribute right now. And as we looked at Matt Ryan's contract earlier, he still has got through his age 38 season in Atlanta. He's 36 right now. That's three more years under contract in the ATL. I think you can wait on a quarterback if you're Atlanta. Take Kyle Pitts. It sets you up better for the future. You know, I, I completely agree with that pick. Kyle Pitts is who I would go with if I'm the Falcons. They need a tight end right now. And if you're asking anyone, hey, if you had the chance to get um, – to get a Travis Kelsey or, you know, to get a to get a tight end of that caliber at this point in the draft, you would say yes, absolutely right now. George Kittle, um, Kyle Pitts is one of those guys, and this is the right pick for the Falcons. All right, well, when we come back, the Cincinnati Bengals selection at number five. Zach will be making that pick. Will it be Panay Sewell? Will it be Jamar Chase? Will it be Trey Lant? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Mac Jones? No. Someone's going five to the Bengals coming up next, and we'll get to that pick when we return. Alongside Zach Schlegel, Judah Newby, bet the game on 750 The Game. This is Bet the Game, sports betting with an Oregon lean on 750 The Game. probably one of the better themes for the NFL draft because if you can't find a diamond in the rough like Kanye spoke Mm. I think you've got something that lasts forever yeah (laughs) or the NFL version of forever (laughs) will that diamond be Panay Sewell well Zach we're back doing our uh, mock draft here on 750 the game bet the game sports betting with an Oregon lean and we left off with Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta at number four so you Mm -hmm. have Trey Lance Jamar Chase Panay Sewell Jalen Waddle Rashawn Slater Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Still on the big board. And it is your selection for the Cincinnati Bungles. 
Are they going to protect Joe Burrow, or are they going to uh, go get one of Joe's former college teammates in Jamar Chase? Your call at number five. Oh, man. You know, Judah, after after having Tyler Dragon on the show and him talking so much about them dialing in on Jamar Chase, I almost, I, I... almost switched i i almost did i I just (laughs) was so close to being like yeah i think jamar chase is the pick but i'm sticking to my guns here judah i think that the reason the Bengals are you know kind of letting the public know that so much is because they might be baiting someone to try to trade with them and move up because the team really wants jamar chase and i get it i understand the chemistry joe burrow jamar chase breaking records i get it it's very very sexy but you know what sexy doesn't always win games and (laughs) but nay sewell is just a talent you cannot pass up on when you allow your franchise quarterback to get sacked 32 times and then he tears his dang acl and is out like that it's got to scare you man i know zach taylor likes to have his wide receivers out there doing their thing uh, it, it just makes sense, man, that Panay Sewell is the pick right here at number five. Um, he is the best offensive lineman in the draft. And here's the thing, Bengal fans, you got another pick in round two, 38th overall pick in the draft. I'll tell you what, there's going to be good wide receivers still available at that point. You can still grab a wide receiver there that you'll be happy with, but you will thank me. You will thank me five years down the road when Panay Sewell is protecting your guy, Joey Burrow. All right, so Zach actually will take in Panay Sewell, number five out of Oregon to the Cincinnati Bengals. Kyle Pitts went four to the Atlanta Falcons. Zach's 49ers took Justin Fields, number three out of Ohio State. Zach Wilson, two to the Jets. Trevor Lawrence, one to the Jaguars. So here we are at pick number six. Trey Lance still on the board, as is Mac Jones at quarterback. They don't necessarily need quarterback, obviously, because they're invested into a Tungovailoa right now. Wide receiver is a uh, is a need for the Miami Dolphins at number six. I don't think you make it any more complicated than that. I think you go with the top wide receiver that is on your draft board. The question at that point becomes, is that Jamar Chase, that record-setting talent out of LSU who didn't play this past year, or is it Jalen Waddell, the would-be Heisman candidate last year had it not been for an ankle injury at Tennessee? Is it the guy that did win the Heisman Trophy <laughs> in Devontae <laughs> Smith? Do you want to pair one of those Alabama receivers back up with Tua Tungavailoa in Miami? I'm going Jamar Chase to the Boom. Dolphins at number six overall. Former college teammates uh, notwithstanding, I think Jamar Chase from LSU is going to be Tua's new big target on the outside at number six. Number seven. The Detroit Lions, they need a receiver, a corner, an offensive tackle. Those are the top needs on the board, Zach Schlegel. Or do you get a quarterback behind Jared Goff? (laughs) What do you say? Well, you know, I'd say um, your pick with Jamar Chase right there with the Dolphins makes a lot of sense. Don't be surprised if it's Jalen Waddell, though. I Mm -hmm. will say I think Jalen Waddell is right there with Jamar Chase as one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver. And again, Tua and Waddell played together, right? So... Um, Jamar Chase for the Dolphins, the Lions here. They also, you mentioned, need a wide receiver looking at corner, may, maybe offensive tackle as well. Um, best corner on the on the board here, Patrick Sertan. But the thing to me is Patrick Sertan uh, just feels like a Dallas Cowboys pick to me, and I think he might fall. I, Man, now because you took Jamar Chase, <laughs> Judah, I'm, I'm kind of a little stuck here. Did they go Jalen Waddell 
Or do they go second offensive tackle or Sean Slater? Because they also need offensive tackle as well. This is a position where I think if it goes like this, Judah, the Lions might consider trading out of this spot. But, ah, uh, gosh, man, you took Jamar Chase. I am going to go. The Lions are going to get... Wow. All right. Jalen Waddle. Okay. <laughs> Jalen Waddle. <laughs> Jalen Waddle to the Detroit Lions at number seven overall. Boy, you know, it's just fun to see the prospects and their names next to the uh, team logos. It is All interesting. Right. Yeah. We got to pick this thing up. Carolina at number eight. They need a tackle. They need a corner. They need a tight end. Maybe they're in the market to uh, trade up for Kyle Pitts, possibly. But if you're just taking an offensive tackle here, obviously they just traded for Sam Darnold. A lot of talk about a couple of uh, linemen in the same category as Panay Sewell, and that includes Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. He's a little bit more nasty than Panay in uh, some mocks. I'm going to go Rashawn Slater, the tackle from Northwestern, going eight overall to the Carolina Panthers. Zach, your second favorite team, the Denver Broncos, they pick at number nine. They need a linebacker, a corner, and... A quarterback? Let's go, baby. Trey Lance, Mac Jones, both still on the board. Do you go with one of those, or uh, do you look at somebody on the defensive side of the ball, like a Patrick Sertan or a J.C. Horn or a Micah Parsons that could help solidify things there? Man, I, I think I think Micah Parsons looks like a good pick right there. Pa uh, Patrick Sertan as well. But, dude, if, if Trey Lance is available at this mm. point, I think they're going with Trey Lance, Judah Newby. Broncos right. are getting Trey Lance. Trey Lance supplanting Drew Locke yep. as the quarterback of the future with the Denver Broncos. Dallas Cowboys picking at number 10. They need a corner, a tackle, an edge rusher for sure. Uh, a tight end is one of their needs on the board too. Zach, we were just talking before the segment that this is a team, it's a candidate, the Cowboys are to trade up possibly with yeah. the Falcons to uh, try to get Kyle Pitts yeah, I and think. just make make that a loaded offense. I, I think that, that there's a really good possibility Jerry Jones would do something like that. You can get some good odds. We'll talk about it in the final segment here about Kyle Pitts and his odds to go to different teams, but I think that's a very high possibility. As it is right now, if they are sticking and picking at 10, I think, uh, boy, you know, you still have a Devontae Smith on the board there, but it's mostly outside of Mac Jones' defensive prospects, and I think they'll go Patrick Sertan out of Alabama. They need a corner. Sertan is thought to be the best corner in this year's draft. I think he will go number 10 overall to the Dallas Cowboys. He's got the bloodlines. Uh, he's got the pedigree out of Alabama. Should be one of the, the top picks. And for Dallas' sake, they hope he pans out a little bit better than Morris Claiborne, one of the other top 10 defensive backs they picked in the years past. All right, number 11 is the New York Giants. Wide receiver is a need. So is edge. So is corner. It's actually Dave Gettleman says that he would trade down if, if needed, even though he's never traded down in eight years as a general manager yeah, in Carolina yeah. and New York. But if they are sticking and picking at 11, what do you think the Giants do here? Well, you know, if Jalen Waddle were available here, let's say the Lions didn't pick him in our mock here, I think Jalen Waddle would be a very good candidate. I think Devonta Smith is also a very good candidate to get picked here. Um, but I also, I, I like Micah Parsons right here, Judah Newby. Um, they, you know, linebacker isn't the top need for them, but Micah Parsons is said to be the best linebacker in the draft. I think he goes right here at number 11. All right, Micah Parsons, the linebacker out of Penn State. First LB off the board. Philadelphia Eagles pick at number 12. A lot of drama around this team uh, this offseason, including this week. Nick Sirianni wouldn't necessarily say that uh, Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback of the future for this team. He says it's competition. All right, things are good in Philly. 
Love that <laughs> yeah. update. The team does need a wide receiver, unbelievably. Seems like they need a wide every receiver year. every single year. Uh, last year, obviously, they took the kid out of uh, TCU. Jalen Rager, he's got a lot of speed, spent some time not playing because of injuries, predictably. But we'll see if he gets unlocked here. But a wide receiver still remains a need for this team as his tight end and cornerback. And I think they go the latter. I think they go corner right here and go with uh, J.C. Horn out of South Carolina mm. to help fill a need there. J.C. Horn goes number 12 overall to the Philadelphia Eagles. And that sets up the number 13 overall pick. They have a new head coach, the Los Angeles Chargers, and Brandon Staley. They've got the reigning rookie of the year at quarterback in Justin Herbert. Got a couple guys that are studs on the offensive side of the ball. They've got a pretty strong defense on paper. They need Derwin James healthy. Top team need for the Chargers, Zach, is offensive tackle. Of course, Panay Sewell already off the board in your mock, going number five to Cincinnati. Mm. So his reuniting uh, with Justin Herbert, not going to be a reality in this mock draft, but where do you go for the Chargers at number 13? Yeah, so we got the two offensive tackles off the board already, the two top ones. So you got Christian Derisaw out of Virginia Tech there as the third offensive tackle available. You still have Devonta Smith on the board. Obviously, you don't need a quarterback. You got Caleb Farley, but, you know, people have been talking about his injuries and all of that. So I don't know how far he's going to drop. So a couple of Virginia Tech guys there. Um, but you know what? The guy we haven't talked about yet on the edge from Miami, Jalen Phillips, might be the best edge rusher in the draft here. Some people are also looking at uh, Quitty Pay out of Michigan um, or the dude out of Georgia there, Aziz. But I'm going to go with Jalen Phillips out of Miami, the edge rusher there for the Chargers. All right, Jalen Phillips goes there. It's one of those drafts. Uh, there's a couple edge guys out of Miami that will have a chance to make an impact. Greg Rousseau at one point mm. was a sure lock to be a top 10 pick. He did not play this past year uh, because of the COVID stuff, and he's fallen down on the big board because of that. But you're going to go with his teammate and uh, go with Jalen Phillips, the edge out of Miami, 13 to the Chargers. The Minnesota Vikings pick at 14. They need interior offensive line. They need an edge player themselves and uh, also offensive tackle. So looks like offensive line's the big need for uh, Mike Zimmer's club. Um, I, I know Darisaw, people will like him, but I'm going Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. Mm -hmm. A couple of mocks that I've seen say that uh, Jenkins, from a physical standpoint, is actually probably next to Panay Sewell as the most impressive in this draft, with apologies to Rashawn Slater. And that's just physique. But I think uh, Minnesota will be able to uh, develop him into a, a good offensive tackle. Tevin Jenkins from Okie State, 14 overall to the Minnesota Vikings. And you you also had Elijah Vera Tucker there available from USC. Yeah, um, I'm you, not a big not on him. No, I'm yeah. not. Okay. I, I think for an interior, though, yeah. you are correct. Positionally speaking, if you need a guard more than a, a tackle, I think Vera Tucker is the guy. I'm not saying I think he'll go first round, Elijah yeah. Vera Tucker. Yeah, later. I don't, I don't know if he'll be a great NFL player. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe but maybe to round out our <laughs> exercise Zach number 15 is the New England Patriots and guess what there are two Alabama guys still on the board we Man. know Belichick and Saban are boys one of them's a quarterback in Mac Jones the other receiver in Devontae Smith are you going with one of these Bama cats to Bill at 15 overall to the Pats you know what I I've been just hoping that we get to this point and Mac Jones would still be on the board because Mac Jones just seems like the type of quarterback for the New England Patriots Devonta Smith you know of course 
but he's 166 pounds, man. Like a lot of people are worrying about that. And I don't think Bill Belichick is going to draft a small guy like that. He understands that big boys beat up on little boys oh. and, um, <laughs> and that's, uh, that's just how it is, you know? So, um, I, I think this is the pick where he'd probably do something Something like Zaven Collins at linebacker, you know, who a lot of people are saying might be the best linebacker ahead of Micah Parsons. But this this just feels like a pick where Belichick would get a Zaven Collins. But just for fun here, I, I'm going to go with Mac Jones, the quarterback out of Bal- Alabama. Well, Mac still on the board, and he goes 15 to the New England Patriots. All right, I love that. To recap our mock draft, number one, Zach took Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars. Two, I took Zach Wilson to the Jets. The draft really starts at number three in everybody's eyes, and that's Zach, your 49ers, and you took Justin Fields. That's your fave pick for them. Yep. Even though you say you're all right with Mac Jones or Trey Lance, you would prefer Justin Fields there to the 49ers at three. Yep. I went Kyle Pitts, four to the Falcons. You took Panay Sewell, five to the Bengals. I went Jamar Chase, Burrow's former teammate who does not get picked by Cincinnati. I have him going seven, or excuse me, six to Miami. Miami passing on Tua's former teammate, Jalen Waddle. He goes seven to Detroit. <laughs> I love how all the former college teammates are going one pick after right now. Yeah. <laughs> Rashawn Slater, I took eight to Northwestern or, or to Carolina out of Northwestern. You took Trey Lance, ninth overall to the Denver Broncos to replace Drew Locke eventually. I have the Dallas Cowboys filling a need at corner, taking Patrick Sertan out of Alabama. Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons, you have going 11 to the Giants cornerback out of South Carolina, J.C. Horn, 12 to the Eagles, Miami Edge, Jalen Phillips, 13 to the Chargers, Tevin Jenkins, tackle out of Okie State, going 14 to the Vikings, and Mac Jones, 15. Mac Jones! Overall out of Alabama to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Well, that was a lot of fun, Zach. Good stuff. Good stuff. When we come back, we'll look at some futures, some props as well that you can put on the NFL Draft, courtesy our friends at Oregon Lottery Scoreboard. Bet the game, NFL Draft Edition, Zach Schlegel, Judah Newby, coming back next on 750 The Game. to bet the game with Judah and Zach on 750 the game Oh when you hear it you know it's our final segment bet the game the pulse with Peter Sampson coming up next right here noon to 2 750 the game don't miss the Portland Timbers MLS home opener tonight coverage at 6:30 kickoff at 7:30 here on 750 the game as they take on Houston Dynamo Zach here in our final segment. We're going on Oregon Lottery scoreboard. We already did our mock draft. If you missed that, uh, be sure to catch the podcast of the show that this time will happen. Yes. On 750thegame.com. Yes. Mm-hmm. We'll have uh, this on demand for y'all as we uh, get into the NFL draft next week. Uh, we picked 1 through 15, but let's get into little props and a little bit of futures here provided by the Oregon Lottery scoreboard app. And really, we know it, if it's going to be Lawrence, it's going to be Wilson there, 1-2. Number three overall pick. It's got some interesting names and interesting odds. If you go on Oregon Lottery scoreboard right now, it's Mac Jones as the favorite at number three to the 49ers. Minus 130 odds. Mm. Justin Fields is plus 120. Trey Lance is plus 225. I don't know if those odds are going to change sometime in the future, but to me, 
that Trey Lance is is undervalued there at plus two twenty five because you know right, as we speak, speak right now it seems like he's gotten a lot more buzz. Right. And Justin Fields, even though you took him to the 49ers three overall in our mock draft, it seems like his stock is dropping a little bit. When you look at those odds right there, what stands out to you? Yeah, what stands out to me? Um, well, first of all, Justin Fields and Mac Jones have kind of flip flopped on their odds, you know, throughout the last few weeks here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mac Jones at one point, I believe, was as high as like minus three hundred um, to get picked at number three by the 49ers. People were very, very confident Mac Jones was the guy. But again, a lot of talk ahead of the draft. Justin Fields at plus one twenty, he actually did become the favorite here in the betting world just for a little bit. Now he's back to being second right here. Value on Justin Fields, definitely some value on Trey Lance, as you mentioned, at plus 225. Um, The last pro day that the 49ers saw was Trey Lance's, and really no one knows, man. It could be any of these three, but if you're looking for value here in this pick, I mean, I personally would go with Justin Fields here at plus 120, getting a little bit of plus money there. Definitely some value on Trey Lance, though. All right, that's very interesting there. And now if we jump to the number four overall pick, the odds here are Kyle Pitts plus 100, Justin Fields plus 200, Trey Lance plus 250. Those are the three favorites to the Atlanta Falcons at number four overall. In the mock draft we just did, I had Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta at four and holding on a quarterback. What do you think about those odds? Yeah, I mean, I think those are great odds, even money for Kyle Pitts right there. If the Falcons stay in that position, um, I do believe, you know, they're sticking with Matt Ryan, as we've heard. And I think they need to add that crucial piece to the offense because this is still a talented team. And if they get Kyle Pitts, I, I think this really opens up the offense a lot. Kyle Pitts, even money seems like the pick for me. But again, don't be surprised if the Falcons trade out of that position. Yeah, very uh, interesting to find out there. Let's parlay that really quickly before we go to the fifth overall pick odds with something that you brought up that that, uh, you want to highlight here, and that is the odds of a certain prospect being drafted by a certain team. And in Kyle Pitts' case, you can get even money to Atlanta at number four, but there's another team that you've always had your eye on with Kyle Pitts, and it might involve a trade up here, probably would have to be, but it's another team that's picking right on the edge of the top 10. Yeah, and so we see every year that there's, you know, at least a couple trades here in the early rounds, and, you know, I believe it's going to be much the same this year. There's going to be a trade in the first round, and if you're someone who can kind of get ahead of it and predict that, if you're looking at a team like the Dallas Cowboys who love to get those star players on the offensive side of the ball, um, they they already are very talented offensively, but I think Jerry Jones, I've heard he's been in conversations with Kyle Pitts um, and his agent, and I think Jerry Jones really likes a guy like Kyle Pitts, and I think he would be willing to move up in this draft, and I think the Falcons would be willing to move back in this draft uh, given the right offer. So Kyle Pitts to the Dallas Cowboys is a bet that I like, and I think there's a lot of value there. You can get 10-1 to 1 odds mm. for the Cowboys to draft Kyle Pitts. Now, Kyle Pitts won't fall to number 10. This would have to involve a trade, but if anyone is going to trade up for Kyle Pitts, I think the Dallas Cowboys are a good candidate for that. You could also get 10 to 1 odds with the Giants and the Cardinals, but the Cowboys, to your point, I think, are the team most likely to make a move like that and trade up and try to get uh, Kyle Pitts a little bit higher in the draft. Wherever that puts Atlanta, I think Atlanta and Panay Sewell could be a marriage there if mm-hmm. Atlanta ends up trending down a little bit and Panay is still available. Right, right. But we can use that to to come back to the odds for the fifth overall pick that is currently held by the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, talk about the odds there after in, you know, whatever scenario the 49ers get their quarterback 
and Atlanta either takes Kyle Pitts or goes trades down or what have you. The number five overall selection right now has Panay Sewell as the favorite to Cincinnati at minus 130, Jamar Chase at plus 110, Kyle Pitts at plus 300. I don't know, man. As much as I love Sewell and I feel like that's who they yeah. should take at minus 130, I feel like that's uh, that's a little too much flavor on Panay, probably because it's the Oregon Lottery scoreboard and yeah. a lot of people are picking <laughs> Panay Sewell. But Jamar Chase at plus 110, I think probably your best value yeah I mean I think the smart decision uh for them in the draft is to go Panay Sewell but if you're looking at betting odds and you're looking at value we you know we heard from Tyler Dragon Jamar Chase is the guy they're eyeing that they're targeting plus 110 is his odds to get picked there at number five to the Bengals so I think Jamar Chase is the pick to be made there if you're looking for value all right and uh lastly there is one that uh, we were eyeing it's the fourth quarterback selected out of this NFL draft. If number one's Lawrence, number two is Wilson, number three will probably dictate who number four is going to be in a lot of cases. If number three is Mac Jones to the 49ers, then will it be Justin Fields to Atlanta? Will it be Trey Lance to Atlanta? Will it be one of those guys later in the draft? Is Detroit in the market for a quarterback? Carolina just got Sam Darnold. No. Would it be Denver at number nine taking Fields or Lance? When you look at the odds right here for fourth quarterback selected, or even if it's Mac Jones himself, you have Justin Fields at plus 125, Trey Lance at plus 150, Mac Jones at plus 250. Yeah. Where's Davis Mills? Yeah. Yeah, Come on now. (laughs) Not even on the board. Kyle Trask is on the board at plus 6,600. Wow. Yeah. And, not, uh, not happening. And and Zach Wilson's there, but again, Zach yeah. Wilson isn't going to drop to the fourth quarter. But I don't know, maybe, maybe we don't know anything, right? But um, you know, I think if we're looking at value here, uh, you, and it's either Trey Lance or Mac Jones, I really do think Justin Fields is the third quarterback off the board here. Uh, he just seems like the most pro ready. So I would go personally. I would go Trey Lance. Um, I, I think someone is going to pick him ahead of Mac Jones. But again. Mac Jones could be the third quarterback off the board. And then even if Mac Jones is the third quarterback off the board, it still could be Trey yeah, Lance. You exactly. never know. So yeah. I think Trey Lance is the is the value here at plus 150. Plus 150. And then very lastly, I know you wanted to bring up the top receiver going off the board. Odds here. Mm. Overwhelming favor for Jamar Chase at minus 650. But then Jalen Waddell at plus 550. Oh, I love it. Devontae Smith at plus 650. But it seems to be Waddle. What would be the scenario for Waddle ahead of Chase? Yeah, the the scenario for Waddle ahead of Chase would be um, the Bengals going with Panay Sewell or 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 either Jamar Chase. Either way. Um, oh no, excuse me, excuse no, me. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. If, if he, he goes ahead of Panay Chase, Sewell, Panay right. Sewell being drafted. Yeah, yeah. Panay Sewell being drafted ahead of them, and now the Dolphins have the pick, and there's no wide receivers drafted. Here's the thing: the Dolphins with Tua. I, I just like that connection, Bama to Bama. Jalen Waddle is a guy a lot of people forgot about since his injury, but I think he would have emerged as the best receiver in this draft had he played the entire season. And honestly, I don't think Devonta Smith would have won the Heisman had Jalen Waddle been healthy all yeah. year. So I think Jalen Waddle plus 550 here for the first wide receiver off the board. That's the value. That's probably the bet I'll be making personally. Oh, man, that sounds pretty good to me. All right, Zach. Hey, it's a lot of fun, my man. Mm -hmm. We'll return and uh, recap the draft next week and then the days to follow. Good luck to your 49ers at number three, but not too much. Go Seahawks. Good luck to your Seahawks not having a pick in the first round. No, we have three picks in the draft. (laughs) That is the fewest picks of any team in the draft. We have three. Man. The the, the key number is three. You guys have the third overall. We have three overall picks. (laughs) That's going to be a lot of fun. Enjoy the draft, everybody. It's been Bet the Game on 750 The Game, The Pulse with Peter Sampson coming up.